Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the 5th. And I'm Curtis the 4th. And week one is upon us. Today is Wednesday, the day before the season kicks off. So still no football in our systems outside of Clemson and Georgia playing a horrible game last Saturday. Um, don't mm. know. You didn't catch any college football last week. Zero. Yeah. Wasn't anything to... Wait a minute. Talk did, about did, it anyway. Was it, did Minnesota play? Um, Minnesota Ohio played State, Ohio right? State. Was that last week? Yeah, Minnesota played a very good first half. Uh, running back blew out his Achilles, I think, and completely mm-hmm. fell up. Minnesota completely fell apart in in the second half, and Ohio State got the win. So that was the one game I was that I got to get catch some highlights. Other than that, no yeah. zero. I mean, how is I was Minnesota? They they were looking good to first half, and then just damn. Um, Man, if it was only two, if it was only two quarters of football, boy, we would have had them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they I mean they they actually were they they were beating up on them. I mean, Ohio State didn't look like they know how to respond. Um, they woke up, and now they're gonna get on with their season, and yep. that'll be that. Keep yeah. it moving. Right, Big Ten, get out of the way. Ohio State is here to stay. Um. No, so let's talk NFL football, though. We've got a lot to get to today as we're going to preview week one. Uh, we'll talk about some key storylines. We'll update the power rankings just ahead of the season here. And we will talk about some key games and make some game picks. So all fun stuff to get to. Um, but we are going to kick things off with big storylines going into week one. Really, I only have two key things to talk about. Um FanDuel and other sports books put out their uh, kind of season awards odds. So we'll get into that in a second here. Hmm. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about is the possibility that COVID might play a bigger role this season than it even did back in 2020. Your thoughts on that? <sighs> um, Just by what we have been developing, the, the stories that have been, the COVID stories that have yeah. been coming out and this, you know, um, the new rulings that have been coming down for, you know, vaccine vaccinations versus not being vaccinated and um, what the rule, you know, how, what the, you know, the, the, the penalty can be yeah. for that. And but the ramifications of you got player A who doesn't want to, you know, strong beliefs. I, you know, I'm not putting that in my body, blah, blah, blah. I show up to work, blah, you know, but if you give COVID. And you put everybody else at risk. I mean, it can get to the severity can go as far as almost a po- um, a uh, forfeited game, yeah. which we have not seen yet in the NFL. Thank, and I mean, man, we were really towing that line last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Tennessee yet, already had another outbreak, and they were the ones who started it all last season. So, and it's all based. I mean, but now we're a year removed. There's vaccinations. They're now they're talking on the booster shot. You know, we we've gotten yeah. so much further in the process, and now, but yet, people are still like, you know, and that's, I get it, you know, that they make, you know, they they choose to not want that. Yet, I, I find it interesting that the NFL made a new ruling, and it was just like, wow, they're gonna severely punish the team. Yeah, but I mean, it's huge because, and mean, that's the first point. But yeah. it's, I, I don't, I don't wish to see this, but. What would make the most interesting component of this is after the ruling, how does the team treat player A now? How do they view 
player A. Well, that was going to be one of the things that I got to because. Oh, but go ahead. Um, but I don't want to get into that. Too. No, no, I don't, no. I don't want to jump ahead the story. But no, that, no, no. Just, just the, as a synopsis. You, you, you make an excellent point there. Like, so the key story is about COVID this mm-hmm. offseason heading into to tomorrow night's game is Cole Beasley has all off season long has been leading the charge for players who are not interested in the vaccine. Mm-hmm. He has been the spokesperson saying, I am not doing it. It really should not. He feels like they should not be punished for not getting the vaccine should be a choice. Uh, but we got to keep everybody safe. That's the same thing outside of the NFL as it is in, inside the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all the freedoms in the world until your freedoms impede on other people's health and safety. And that's exactly what's going on here. So the, like you said, the NFL comes out with a ruling. Um, but I think even more to the ruling of they them making the decision on whether to mandate vaccines or not. And if you do have the choice, what are the punishments and what are the uh, guidelines to come along with them? We have mm-hmm. those set up in place already. Um, but then on top of that, the NFL and the NFLPA has come together and said, hey, you cannot penalize players for not getting the vaccine by cutting them off of your roster. And we have gotten our first taste of that because Urban Meyer, after the final cuts, that's air quotes there for you guys again, I explained it last week. It's not truly final cut day, but the the last roster cut, big roster cut before um, the whole shuffle of, of, mm-hmm. of players happens, uh, happened last Tuesday. Um, and Urban Meyer, after they released their last 53-man roster, he comes out and says, hey, yeah, we did take vaccination status into account mm-hmm. when making our roster cuts, which under NFL and NFLPA rules is illegal. But <laughs> he, it's clear as day he's not the only person who's done it. I mean, it, it, Bill Belichick definitely had to take that into account with the guys that are on his roster. Right. And the, like, you can't tell me that Cam Newton was only cut because he just wasn't good enough to beat out Mac Jones. He's still hmm. a fantastic backup, nonetheless, anyway. Mm-hmm. And yes, he has the whole vaccination issue. So what are we going to do? He's just becoming more and more of a liability. Is he going to be able to take that next role? Yeah, it's a part of the the whole reason as to why they would or would not cut a person. Um, and that goes for everybody in the league. I, I'm not just I'm not just calling out Urban Meyer. Uh, the only reason why I use his name is because he's the only one who admitted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. NFLPA is now going to do an investigation into them and their findings and figure out uh, if there needs to be any punishment there. Um, I'll be surprised if they don't get another fine. I mean, they're probably the most fine team all off season so far. They've been getting hit left uh, and right with the fine money to burn. <laughs> yeah. But then also you've got players like Kirk cousins, Carson Wentz, again, Cam Newton, uh, all are also voicing their, their issues with the vaccination and then we're talking about well are these guys going specifically with Kirk Cousins and and Carson Wentz rather um they might be at a high risk for as we were saying before we get to what we were saying before they Mm -hmm. might be at a high risk themselves of missing games but then also causing an outbreak in their own locker rooms and having to forfeit a game so there's a lot of stuff that could happen here. I think Tennessee already had another outbreak. This understanding what this forfeited game will, the ramifications of this. I mean, it's not just a, a, and I know on face value, it's like, oh, man, they got a loss. No, 
game checks are not getting passed out. Yeah. You know, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm like, this can get dangerous because I mean, on a personal level, like that's why I was like, player A needs to really be careful if that's, let's, you know, take, taking the example, Cole Beasley, like, I don't think you could take on the locker room, sir, by yourself. <laughs> and, you know, I'm mean, just... I get you. And I'm, I'm telling you, that's a lot of money I, And, that, and, that, and I lost. think that's one of the reasons why the NFLPA agreed to it, because there's going to be a lot, a lot of self-policing when it comes to these locker rooms. Now, granted, not everybody's going to, to be smart enough to do the right thing, whether that is getting the vaccination or this maintaining is. social distancing, wearing your mask wherever you need to in the facility. By the way, you should be wearing your mask regardless right now if you're vaccinated or not. These different variants are ravaging our country right now so just keep yourself safe keep your family safe let's 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 all be on the up and up there uh but when it comes to the nfl there might be guys hey you you everybody in this circle is vaccinated so we're all around talking around and then all of a sudden cole beasley walks into the room he's got his mask on Hmm. Is he going to be accosted? Is he going to be a little bit of an outlier in that Buffalo locker room? Like, what's going on there? I, I don't expect that to happen. I, I'm not sus- suspecting that of happening already anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that there is still such a brotherhood. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you go out to practice. You go as hard as you can in practice, getting better, doing whatever you can. Mm-hmm. You come back into the locker room. Everybody's in this group talking. You still haven't had the opportunity to put your mask back on yet. You one sneeze, one cough, one one word <laughs> out of your mouth, and you potentially have caused an outbreak in your locker room. So I think that, like you said, there's a ton of ramifications if you do dis- if there is an outbreak, right. if it does cost the game to be postponed in any way where it can't be played in, in a timely fashion or it can't be moved to a date where possibly they they could get the game i'm i'm i am going to assume we're going to see another tuesday another wednesday game this season uh because i do think the nfl will do whatever they can to move a game before they have to cause the the forfeit and whatnot i agree um to take it a step further the nfl really I, i i don't think it was said enough contextually now i don't think it was said enough a year ago but the nfl ate really just flipped the bill and, you know, they paid the players regardless. You know, they gave them, they opt, they gave them the option to opt out for the season. Yep. No penalty free. You know, they were very accommodating to this. And for the most part, it was a success. Vaccination comes out where you're removed. And now the NFL, <laughs> I think guys smart on this one <clears throat> in the sense of this. This ruling to me, this is how I read this. They're going to find a way like, well, you know what? We're not going to pay to flip the bill. Again, no. like this. That, that that's that's over with. With that being <laughs> said, they they devised a rule where we're gonna turn this situation on y'all self. Let you all deal with this. But yeah, this sure. is self policing. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm getting. At. And now you know what y'all figure out. Y'all figured out since you know some people want to vaccinate, some people don't want to vaccinate. But in this situation, then we got to move this game, and then we got to do this. Mm-hmm. I think the NFL was just like we're not putting ourselves in this situation another year. And just, you know, taking 100% responsibility for whatever happens in the league. Mm-hmm. No, the responsibility is being plus on the, put on the players now. So, and now it's going to be, like you said, self-policing from team by team. And then it's going to go back from team to locker room by locker room. And then, you know, it, it's really going to get very personal. Um, if it gets to a point of forfeiting, you know, and like I said, when game checks start, stop coming in, and I ain't talking about, okay, um, Kirk Cousins d- didn't get his, you know, 
get his get his whatever his I'm just gonna throw out a number <laughs> his exorbitant sixteen million dollar payday you know whatever whatever the yeah. ungodly number I don't know three seven four million whatever he gets for the season you know I don't I don't even know I know I'm giving the wrong number but it's ungodly yeah okay he don't get that I don't think that's gonna hurt him but for the guy who you know eight hundred thousand yeah. You know, the guy at the bottom of the in, roster, number in 53 and that yeah. guy, the family pulling at him, you know, he had his own personal family, 100%. trying to put his kids through school, blah, 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 the wife, you know, you know, the in-laws, all Everything. that. Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting my check. Oh, we're going to have a problem because, yeah. yeah, you know, and and already they probably these are players who on a one year con a one year deal or on a, you know, a, a one year with, with an op- option and. This is hurting my option because I'm not playing and I yeah. can't. Uh, yeah, I can't put anything this on is, tape. This is oh man, this is this is interesting. No, you're right. It, this brings up a very very interesting point. Um, like and this, this is why I said COVID really bec- could become a bigger issue in 2021 than we ever thought it could have been when we went into the season back in 2022 or t- 2020 rather. Right. Um. So I and, and I was just kind of previewing this week and I was looking at some of the key matchups and everything like that. It just kept dawning on me, especially now that uh, Zach Martin, he's right guard for Tampa, uh, for not for Tampa, for, for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up getting COVID it just that, that kind of sparked my, my, my thought process. Like, well, is this the, like, yeah, COVID still obviously a, a huge issue in the United States. And, and how is that going to affect this season? We're going to have fans back in the stands this year. It, they're, 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 we're going to have packed crowds. I, I don't think there's going to be any disputing that. I, we're going to have sold out stadiums at this very first game t- tomorrow night. Is, that thing is completely sold out. I, I, there is no way people are not coming to watch that. I mean, in week four, we've got Tampa going up against New England. I'm right. sure that one's sold out already. Like, there are there's no way that we're not going to have covid pop up in instances here and there mm-hmm. the real question is is how do the teams respond how quickly can they contain it this year and how quickly can they flip things around to get back at practice be back on the field get back for their game whatever the case may be get that one person quarantined away or or that 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 position group or that one player whoever it is, get them mm-hmm. quarantined away so that they're not spreading it. And what happens if there is another Tennessee outbreak? Um, or now I'm saying Tennessee because they were the example of last year. They had two outbreaks. Right. Um, whereas that could be any team this year. Um, on top of the fact that we've got teams that are completely displaced right now in, in, in New Orleans who is practicing in Texas and has to play a game in Jacksonville this week. That's that was supposed to be their home game because of a – horrific hurricane that came through hurricane ida just last last week two weeks ago so let's send them to the hottest state in the country that's dealing with covid (laughs) exactly it's there's there's so many questions there um and and how these teams are going to respond um so like you said the self-policing is going to be a huge thing i I don't think that there's any way with the amount of pressure that's going to be on players this year mm-hmm. to take care of themselves and to make sure that they are not the ones that cause any outbreaks and whatnot. There's going to be so much pressure on them that I, even with that, I don't believe that we're going to completely dodge a COVID bullet this year. There's going to be a couple of casualties. I'm I'm praying that we don't ever have to see 
a a forfeited game because I do truly feel sad for those guys that are 45 to 53 on these rosters that aren't making really too much money, too much more money than than most of us in the US. Um right. so that there there are those guys that I would feel bad for because they would have no way of contributing or changing the tide because uh, they, they don't have too much of a voice in the locker room as it stands right now. What's going to give them a voice when Cole Beasley causes an outbreak or Kirk Cousins does or, or, or Carson Wentz, whoever it may be. Now, I mean, and that's, I mean, yes. And to be fair, anyone. Could, anyone. I'm just know, talking I, I about know, these are the biggest names that, that are not know, vaccinated. And they're not, not vaccinated, but yeah, people that are vaccinated are catching it. You know, Chris Paul. Uh, What's going Martin, on, Chris Paul? Zach Martin's vaccinated, yeah, and he know, got it. You know, Tannehill. Yep. You know, it's like, you know, we, we, we get, the, the list goes endless. But, yeah, it's just, man, but, yeah, but this presidents of this rule states, but non, but non-vaccinated, they, oh, man, they are dropping the hammer, you know, and it's like. Well, they're trying to take every precaution, and I and I applaud the NFL for taking such a a stark stance on it. Because for years and years and years, NFL was like, "Nope, we're gonna stay in that gray area as much as we possibly can. We're not we're not left or right." Like cl- right. clearly, you've got thirty white men that are seventy plus that are owners in the NFL. Right? Come on, we, we exactly. know where your where your values lie. Um. Like, not not saying being conservative is a bad thing. We just we just we know. Right. Let's not try to hide it. Let's no. let's embrace it. But let's do the right thing for the players. Let's do the right things for the fans. Let's do the right thing for the product of the game. I mean, the, the right at the end of the day, it's a league. business. And that's what I'm saying for the league. And, yeah. Yeah. It's just uniformity. I mean, like I don't I don't want to get on this whole COVID kick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I know you were saying that. You know, on, on on the air a couple about a week or so ago, like it's not it's it's not political. It's not supposed to be. Yeah, this is not That's a red the, or blue thing. It, protect no, yourself, not, protect you your know, family. It's like yeah, you got your opinions, but leave all the politics out of this. Bottom yeah. line, this is a medical issue. Exactly. Period. You know, you don't want to get vaccinated. Stay home. That's it's what it come down to. Wear your you know? mask. Social. Either distance. you want to play in a league or you don't want to play in a league. You know, and it's getting to the point where it's like from from a safety from from, from you know from a medical and a safety standpoint the point is to try to as much as possible normalize this where covid is not an issue anymore yeah and this whole just this this big push for just independence and autonomy is just ridiculous because mm-hmm. i'm like man i you know well you know people getting it left and right around me but it's not me and who 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 is anybody to tell me what i can and can't do and what why did that become a thing it's if, if now every every single um October or November, flu shots come out, and you don't even buy the eyelash. You're the first in line. No questions asked. Yeah. What the hell is in that stuff? You know, you <laughs> you know, I'm just making a point. It's a different strand every single time, yeah. but no one questions. There's a ton of questions it's about it, but it's it's, it's the absurdity also... of the of this this top you know of the the whole narrative has been dealt with yes and And i think that's a proponent to what we were going through last year it's an election year a very controversial election news all this other nonsense all trying to win over a win over some segment of the u.s population dividing the country more than uniting it uh in a time where people are dying um let's 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 really put things in perspective people are dying we are losing fellow americans we are losing people that are neighbors fathers mothers grandfathers grandchildren like we we are losing 
family here. And, and un- right. And unfortunately, I mean, it's getting to the point of really asking the NFL as a whole, not every, you know, just the mm-hmm. masses. Does it take a definite NFL, an NFL player to get somebody to wake up and say, oh, that can be me. You know how they they out there killing themselves on mm-hmm. the field. I'm going to tear his hair head off. Then the guy don't get up. All of a sudden, hung heads. Everybody's concerned. Yeah. Three big swollen muscle bound dudes with a tear in their eye all of a sudden i'm like wait a minute you would did you realize how hard you just hit this dude four plays ago and you didn't think nothing of it because he got up yeah you know and then once yeah but once the injury come now all of a sudden you know it's it, i would i'm be, sorry it, nfl the hypocrisy a... when it comes to health yeah it's just that that the health issue is but this covid thing is it's been a health issue for the country but the NFL, like yeah. I said, I like the I like the stance that they took because they are like they at least they at least they 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 drew a line in the stand this time. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. So, that's all I really had to say about it because COVID, I think, like I said again, could be become a a bigger topic this year in the hmm. NFL than it even beyond what it was last year. It's uh, scaring me because I'm just I'm I'm looking. I, I have a really good fantasy team. <laughs> I don't need this. By the way, <laughs> I don't yes, need we did just have a fan. You, you've done fantasy drafts over the last two, three weeks. We did just have our collective one oh, uh, together, and I just had my last one last night. So, mm-hmm. so we're all wrapped up. We're now. all wrapped up for fantasy, <laughs> fantasy draft talk. We we will bring that back up later. But yeah, I mean, anyway, anybody <laughs> in in my other league back in Chicago, definitely watch out. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for that <laughs> for that prize. You guys, you guys messed up letting me build that team. Mm. Um, but let's talk about the sports books really quickly here before we move on. Um, there were some interesting, uh, lines that came out. Uh, I mainly want to talk about the season awards and odds here. I want to get what you, who you think is going to win these awards at the end of the year. I got four awards. Um, I'm, and then I'm going to tell you the odds of those awards. You get to make your pick and then I'm going to tell you who ESPN thinks are going to win these awards. Um, so let's start with, uh, let's start with head coach of the year. Head coach. We've got six options, uh, that, uh, Caesar sports books. These are the top six. No, sorry. These are the top six from FanDuel. Um, starting out with the LA chargers, Brandon Staley. Uh, he is at a plus 1300 to win the award. Um, Brian Flores out of Miami. He is a plus 1400 along with Arthur Smith of Atlanta, uh, at plus 1600, we have Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Um, at plus 1700, we have Sean McDermott with Buffalo. And Sean McVay rounds out the top six with the LA Rams at plus 1800. Where are you taking the. Well, let's start with who you think are gonna, who's going to win the award and which one do you think has the best value if you are going to make that bet at FanDuel? Oh boy, you just threw a bunch of numbers at me. I mean, not in my face. Um, well, just let, let's start with the first question. Who do you think out of those six is likely enough, or even out of those top six, who do you think is going to win head coach of the year this year? Who who do you think has a really good uh, opportunity to to snatch that snatch that award? Uh, really good candidates. <laughs> a lot of a lot of. Oh my gosh, who do I pick? Um, I mean, just given it in a vacuum, like you just did, um, I'm gonna have to lean towards Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Think um, he's gonna get it again. I, I do like, I do like McVeigh 
and 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 with the Rams. However, I still all signs point that everything is great, but we have not seen them play on the field yet. And I'm just like, it's just that little sh- yeah. yeah. You're like, well, I, I just don't take pause. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to look foolish. All right. I don't. I don't want to drink. You know, I want to look foolish like drinking a Kool Aid. You like, I drank it along with everybody else, and then I was wrong. When I like, I, I'm, I'm, this is my disclaimer. I already had a just a slight pause. Like I don't know. Just, yeah. just, and I'm factoring that division. I'm not gonna take that lightly. That yeah, a, that's a tough, tough division. Which could possibly bolster his chances of winning anyway. Yeah. You know, it's just. <laughs> So yeah, I think Sean if they McDermott win the division, whoever wins one. the division mm-hmm. will have a good argument for winning the winning the award. Uh, regardless of who else outside of there, I think it's going to be other person in the NFL and the winner of the NFC West are going to be the ones competing for that award. But I'm gonna throw this out. I'm gonna throw this out now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my little Homer thing, and mm-hmm. then we can get back to this. <laughs> just my only thing, just for Coach of the Year. I'm throwing this out there. If some kind of way, <laughs> Coach McNaggy finds a way to do a couple things. One, you know, find a successful transition of getting, you know, Justin Fields acclimated to the offense sometime this season and have success, make the playoffs, and win a playoff game. I am all in that Matt Nagy should be the coach of the year. If that, if those, yeah, for I a lot of people saying that Matt Nagy should be on the hot seat this year, right? I really, I really think people need to go back and watch what this man has done with the rosters that he's had. I mean, offensively, obviously, we've had one of the best defenses mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL for the last quite a while. I, I'm not even going to put a number of years on it. We, we've had a great uh, defense for a, a while now, mm-hmm. uh, but the just absolute horrid play at quarterback in in absolutely putrid offensive line that we've had uh, of late and for quite some time now for you to be in the playoffs two out of three years win the division one time and should have won one <laughs> one game against philadelphia for mm-hmm. sure uh my my fantasy football team name is right in the heart on, on that one uh then you also have a well-fought first half in against the Saints just last year uh, before the doors got blown off in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he's definitely, coaching-wise, has done a fantastic job, in my opinion. Um, outside of that, I think there, there there obviously is room for improvement. But I agree with you. Definitely, he, he could be in, in talks, especially – if that transition happens and that with uh, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, that happens very smoothly and, and kind of seamlessly where they don't skip a beat and, and then they kind of propel themselves in, into playoff contention, mm-hmm. into a, a wild card spot, into contention in the division even. Um, that that really uh, will kind of help, like you said, propel him into the talks of head coach of the year. Um, my two favorites are... Uh, for, to win this award, head coach of the year, um, Brandon Staley out of L.A. The Chargers. I love what they've got going on with L.A. Uh, mm. I know everybody's mm. talking about Sean McVay and the and and, and the Rams for sure. Uh, and I I I understand with Buffalo. I, I just think that if they don't match what they did last year, mm-hmm. 
people aren't going to see it the same. They're going to see it as a regression, even though we have an extra game and, and even though the AFC is freaking loaded. Right. Um, but if Brandon Staley can come in, keep um, Justin Herbert on that upwards trajectory and then get this team into a playoff spot and possibly, even if they just fight very well in that game mm-hmm. um, and still even if they lose it, and but it's a close game, a one-score game where where they have a chance at winning it, um, Brandon Staley will have a very very uh, good good reason as to uh, make his case to to win that award. And then the other one is the other team in in the uh, NFC West that I think uh, that team will will have a good shot at uh, making the playoffs and winning this division. Kyle Shanahan of San Francisco. Um, okay dealing with the whole two quarterback system that they've got going on right now, getting that defense back and making sure that that offense hopefully can stay healthy. Um, and, and if he continues to allow his run game to dominate, I, I think that Kyle Shanahan will definitely be in talks if they, again, if they win the division, I, I think the NFC West comes down to who wins the division. That's going to be the head coach. that's going to be uh, in, in contention for coach of the year. So, at all, and I think that <clears throat> very good take um, and point made. What I what I'm interpreting from all of this is we we are we have a consensus that it would not be Brian Flores in Miami. No, I don't think so because even if he wasn't able to win it off of what he did last year, mm-hmm. he's not winning it this year. Which make and that's why I brought that up, which makes it interesting. It's like how did he even make the list? Like just like outside of me coming up with like a Matt Nagy type yeah. scenario, like why would you, you know, why was him out of all the other coaches? Why not Belichick? About bounce back, you know. Why like, not Andy Reid? As then I was about to get, I was I was in the circle the whole rag, and I'm like, you know, Andy Reid. I mean, why was hell? Why didn't he win last year? Yeah, I, I get that. I, I I'm in total agreement with you. That- uh, I don't. I mean, I like Brian Flores. I think he's he is obviously hands down the best. Uh, Coming from the Belichick tree, he's the best uh, head coach out of all of those guys. It's been quite a few, and he's the only one who's kind of sprouted outside of obviously Nick Saban thriving in in in, in the college football ranks. Right. Um, but Brian Flores, he he's really turned around this franchise. I think they have a very large looming cloud over them right now, and 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 this is kind of a media thing in in the first place where Tua has very very much so has a lot of questions about him. Mm-hmm. Plus, they clearly are making trying to make a play still for Deshaun Watson if his legal litigation stuff gets figured out. So, they they clearly are still not sold on him. So they there is some, uh, like I said, there's a cloud looming over Miami right now. Someone's trying to say that. I mean, trying to really get job security here is what that is. Yeah, you know, they can land him. Oh. I should be worried about anything. For the next eight, six, seven, eight years. You put Deshaun either. Watson on this team. Again, barring all of his legal stuff, this is this is football only. Right. <laughs> uh, you put him on in his talent on this roster. This team is, man, that's another team. That's that another is literally... one. You know, like oh, well, it's move move aside, Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, I and I'm saying that respectfully. You yeah, know, like jeez, it just man, yeah. AFC is stacked this year. I I, I can't wait. Man, just like that. NBA man, a Western Conference of the NBA. Honestly, you know, right now, good lord, like 
Every every matchup is murderous row. Why? Because I'm playing an AFC team. Anybody outside of Houston. All right, let's move on to some <laughs> other awards here. Let's do two together right here. Okay. Offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year here. Um, let's hmm. start with offensive rookie of the year. We've got basically five of the, the the five quarterbacks that were taken in the first round and Najee Harris. So Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Najee Harris are, are, are the top six uh, in odds to win it. Uh, Najee Harris rounds out the list at a plus 900. Trevor Lawrence leads the list at a plus 400. Um, whereas on the defensive side, we've got guys like Micah Parsons leading the pack, J- Jamin Davis, Patrick Sertain, uh, JOK, Jeremiah Wusu Koromora is uh, in this list, Jalen Phillips and I'm going to just come out and say it. My sneaky pick for uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year is going to be Quiddy Pay. Uh, him over there in Indy right now. That's because uh, I, I think for Defensive Rookie, it's going to be, it's going to have to come down to a guy that's on a good defense already mm-hmm. that can come in, plug and play, and just do his job. Just come out, play downhill football, make some plays. I think he has the best situation to do that. Um, I'm going to swing for the fences here just because it's defense and defense is kind of it's weird like that. I'm going to go with Patrick Sertain in Denver. Mm. The, the only is team... he in Denver? No. I'm yeah, not trying... not... Oh, yeah, that's right. No. Wait. Hold on. Patrick Sertain, I believe, is in Denver. Was it the one in Carolina? No, Carolina oh, is the guy. I mean, he's got... J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. No, never, never mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. In Denver. I had it right. Yes, uh, just, I mean, I think Denver is just a very solid defense. Unfortunately, just that offense has been so dismal. But Teddy Bridgewater's there. I'm not we'll here to talk to about that the offense. Power I think that just balances yeah. it out a little bit. But with that, it, um, like I said, I think he's a sneaky pick. That's all. I, My only thing is that he's buried on that defensive back depth chart. Like he, there's so many defensive backs out there in Denver. I know, I don't know. He's listed as what three, four on on their depth chart right now. Um, um, I believe so. But but it's remember just, our first take in this in, in, in tonight's recording. There's COVID out there. And true. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I think he's going to get his opportunities somewhere. I, I'm not saying and, that. I'm, I'm definitely expecting us to see Patrick is just, I'm just. We're going to see him this year for sure. That that's without again, question. A sneaky pick. Yeah. Now, I could have easily been like, oh, Micah Parsons. No, no doubt. You know, and yeah. I just if if he gets it. Okay, I kind of, you know. Who is ESPN's pick is Micah Parsons to to get it uh, yeah, out there in, really... in Dallas. But I would take, even at linebacker, I would take Quiddy Pay over him because that's a good defense already, and he's got a spot there to come I, out in there and just play. I like that pick, but I don't want to take At I, plus 1,000? But you already took him. You, got, you put down $100, you get $1,000 back. I'm putting down, I, I would say this right now, if I'm going to give you any gambling advice, if you want to make any pick based on this is the only one that I'm like, honestly, quite honestly, re- very certain of. I think Quiddy Pay is winning defensive rookie of the year just based off of where what his situation is in Indy. That's fine. I mean, you already know I was already big on him just in the draft. Yeah, like, you were. And the Giants decided to, you know, <laughs> muck it up, muck it up twice, and help, twice. And, and help out Chicago in the process. So I'm like, Whoosh. hey, yeah, who am I to? Getting y'all away, you know. <laughs> That's why y'all are train wreck at the back end of the of the league right now. 
Still talking about Daniel Jones while we're over here talking about these five studs right now. Honestly. Like, yeah. <laughs> y'all missed y'all. Y'all so missed y'all window. Yeah, I just think Quiddy Pay has a very at plus one thousand. That's just that that's insane odds to give up on a guy who's who literally just has to come in and play downhill football on the defensive side. True. He doesn't have to worry about messing I, up. I, I mean, like he's got guys on the back end that are covering his I butt. I would say <laughs> I think he has the most upside for getting this award. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I, I I can't argue that. Like I said, that's why I kept prefacing. I, I, I'm just going I, with I think my, my, my passion for Quinny Bay comes off of the odds that he has. Because Patrick Sertain is at a plus 750 mm-hmm. as compared to plus 1,000 for Quinny Pay. Okay. It's like Patrick Sertain, okay, he's going to have to wait a few weeks before he can get in. He's going to have to wait for a little bit of a COVID outbreak to to crack that starting lineup first, right. uh, bar- being buried with those defensive backs over there in Denver. Mm-hmm. Whereas Quiddy Pay is like, all right, I'm sitting behind one dude. I'm definitely going to be playing week one, no, like bar none. I'm going to get my, my reps, and all I have to do is come in and play downhill. I mean, both of them really only have to come down and play downhill. These are two great defenses, I, I will admit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of I, I just think Quiddy Pay has a more complete defense as compared to um Patrick Sertain and where Patrick Sertain is on that on that depth chart. Um But let's flip it over to the other side of the ball, offensive rookies of the year. Okay. I really don't like Are these the only choices? These no, you can <laughs> you can add in any choices that you want. These are the top six based off of FanDuel's uh odds to to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the reason why I have them on my list here. Um, but th- these are just based off of what FanDuel has chosen. Okay. Should we, we can keep it to that. I'm, I'm fine. No, I no. If know. you have somebody on offense that you want to add in here, please go ahead. If you think there's a guy that you, you truly do think offensive rookie-wise could, could steal that award. Hmm. Am I going am I up first? Yeah, well, oh. if you want to <laughs> go ahead and look over the list, I'm going to say... I think favorite to win it is going to be Mac Jones based off of these are two guys that are, I mean, ESPN has Trevor Lawrence or Mac Jones at a plus 400 uh, plus 450 respectively for each of those guys. Um, Mac Jones, I'm taking only because he's got a better situation. I mean, uh, New England versus Jacksonville. Like, come on. Like, it's not hard to, 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 to pick between the two of those. Uh, my only concern with Mac Jones is based off of the running game in New England. Mm-hmm. Not completely salt. I know Harris is he's he's a fine back, but he's really the only guy there. So I have I have my reservations there. Um, sneaky pick though would definitely be a, a Justin Fields coming in later on in the season. Um, and uh, only reason why I'm not going to say Zach Wilson has a chance is again his situation. New York Jets, sorry, you don't do it for me right now. You have you're you're a year away from being a year away. Gotcha. Um, so <sighs> I mean, if I'm taking the list, I I I see where you're coming with, with the Mac Jones. It it all makes sense. Um however, I I think this could be the beginning of a turn. And which will make me lean a little bit at this point toward Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Just usually fair. I, 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 I'm trusting Urban Meyer to you know Oof. to. It's a tough thing to do. <laughs> trusting him to protect his quarterback. So that's all I'm saying, you oh. know, I, 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 you know, if nothing else, I think he's going to protect him. Urban Meyer, those are big words coming out of him. <laughs> yeah. 
not many people do trust you. Uh, no, no, they don't. But <laughs> in this in this context, I just I gotta trust the man to to not sit here and kill his own career. True. As well as the the the, the front and, yeah, and I'm take not down the franchise. That that's a possibility. I just think it's it's Jacksonville. They don't really have too many other weapons to to get. I will say, out of anything that I've seen, Bill Belichick's offseason this past year showed me he's going all in like he's i'm not missing the playoffs again is the type of move he was trying to make um now will that come to fruition i don't know i i'm not that high on mac jones i just think he has the most weapons he's got a very good offensive line in front of him he's protected and he's looked good this preseason but again it's preseason um but i just need to see him in a when you're looking at it in a vacuum trevor lawrence is getting blown up the this preseason already in in the preseason whereas mac jones he was able to step up in the pocket and make throws and and actually make his reads so i just think he's going to have a more comfortable situation he seems like he's got a good hold of the game and in kind of making those reads and understanding his playbook so with that being the case i think mac jones does have just a slight edge over trevor lawrence uh based off of the situation um but I guess we both agree Najee Harris and, and that uh Pittsburgh offense is not not winning offensive rookie of the year this year. I I don't I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, I, not I'm not it. saying that he can't have a good year. I just don't think yeah. he's gonna have to be the rookie of the year. I don't it's, think he's gonna be able to put up the numbers to even go up against Justin Fields for that award based off of the fact that that offensive line is just not good. And again, look at the division he's playing in. It just is stud defense they asking, after stud defense. They asking a lot. I mean, if he does it, I'm like, damn, he earned it. Yes, yeah, really. Mean, I I agree with that statement. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm like, well, man, I'm like, I like you, but good. They, they ask, that's asking a lot out of a rookie. I like, like you, but I'm trying to trade you as we speak. No, okay. <laughs> I'm sure to see what I can get for you, you know, for your house money here. But before you're but, but I have plummets. a sneaky pick from a non quarterback aspect, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll, 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 I put my horse behind Trevor Lawrence. Just for mm-hmm. now. I mean, I'm not even strong with that, but <laughs> go right ahead. I mean, just because I, I I don't necessarily think it's going to come from the quarterback position. You know, it's just, no, that's fine. But what from, but I'm just taking it from the list. Yeah. I want to do the list first, but my sneaky, my sneaky offensive player of the year, Terrace Marshall Jr. I knew you're, I, I honestly, I felt you were going this way because when you were looking <laughs> through that list, I, I knew where, I kind of felt where you were going. Yeah. You, you know. took that pick off of me in the, in the draft this past week. Man, <laughs> I'm like, yo, you all, you, 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 you shared a little, little light on something. I'm like, and I just went deep sea diving for every since. And I'm like, I'm all team Terrence. (laughs) (laughs) I told you he's one of the best wide receivers in the draft. And then all of a sudden, I'm over here putting him in my queue in the, in the draft this weekend. And boom, right. As soon as I click on his name, he's gone. I'm like, what the heck? Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. (laughs) And I just missed him in my guillotine league playing around in my head. Like, should I keep New Orleans defense? (laughs) I guess I'm keeping New Orleans defense now because somebody just picked him up. I'm pissed. Gotcha. I I just found out 15 minutes ago. Understood. Oh, God, Understood. I needed a receiver. There's nobody left. No, I like that pick. I think Terrence Marshall yeah. Jr., uh, he's going to have quite the season. Um, he, he's got a nice situation, too. So it, out from a non-QB aspect, he definitely has a very, very good chance. I mean, I would put him in contention with Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones to get that award. Uh, in all honesty, as it stands right now, I mean, it, it, even if, if we are saying we're opening it up to any offensive rookie, 
Right. He he's definitely worth being on this list. So I, I 100% agree with you on that one. Yeah, I wasn't going with the typical Jamar Chase, the Devontae. I mean, they're fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just yeah, I don't man, like this... Devontae Smith's situation. Yeah, um, that's that's a... Jamar Chase. I also don't like that situation. I don't think he's gonna have a quarterback not, to not throw for the, ball the first to him. year. There's just that's gonna be a lot of growing pains in those areas. And I mean, not that cl- uh, Carolina doesn't have that, but it seemed like Carolina really has stirred the ship last year to kind of position themselves to just kind of move forward this year. We, you know, we're really with very little about a very little of a hitch and they can just keep you know keep, keep it moving you know i mean and, you can get terrence marshall right now at a plus six thousand mm. that's a that's a good return that's a good roi if you're looking for it so huh. interesting for all you degenerates out there <laughs> uh, and let's wrap up this segment with the mvp award Top six to win it are all QBs. I don't think... How long has it been since a non-QB won the MVP? Um, We've got Patrick Mahomes leading the list here at plus 400. Aaron Rodgers, plus 1,000. Tom Brady at plus 1,200, along with Josh Allen at the same odds. Rounding out the list are Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, both at plus 1,700. Your take there, sir. MVP this year. Uh now taking that list, you know, and and applying it to, to 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 this season. If the Chiefs are successful, I mean anything from I think twelve and five and up. No, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to say thirteen and four and up. Mm-hmm. And based on if they win the key games because they got like a murderer's row in the first seven weeks. You know, it's really like outside of like one game. Yeah. You know, um, he can arguably just be running away with this thing by by midseason. That's one scenario. I don't know if that's going to happen because they have to actually win these games. Truth <laughs> be told, I mean, I think they can, but I mean, damn, it's asking a lot out of a team to have to go and beat all of these teams consecutively just out the gate. But yeah. If there's a team that can do it, it would be this team. Yeah. You know, so that's one. Just because of the disrespect that has, has ha- have that we have witnessed for now nine going on ten seasons, by far it should be Russell Wilson if he gets <laughs> cooking this year. If, if 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 Pete Carroll get out of this man's way and just let him do him, and that's the th- that's the reason why I can't take Russell <laughs> I Wilson. I can't. That. I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust that. Pete Carroll. I, you know, and that's why I had to give these caveats or these, these disclaimers as to why I'm saying these names, but I still haven't picked. <laughs> However, if Buffalo play anywhere decently this year, and I've already seen it, it's already out there. It's ESPN's pick. It, 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 already, that's what I'm saying. They they are such home. I mean, just, oh, my God. They just like, man, y'all have just drank all the Kool-Aid on Josh Allen. Josh Allen, they got Buffalo beating Kansas City. They already passed them. They're, yeah. they're the AFC champions this year. <laughs> like, based on what? What? Because you just oh, because you took your loss, you lick your wounds, and there you're back, and now we're just gonna beat y'all. Well, they addressed their major need, and they added more weapons on offense. I get it. I and I, I'm not. I don't agree. I don't look at me like no, I'm that. No, I'm just. I'm I, ready because I'm. They never explained themselves. Yeah, they just I go did. with the picks and they just keep moving. I'm just I like, did wow. have the thought that Josh Allen before all before we had the way too early uh kind of MVP list come out and all that stuff. I did have Josh Allen on my short list to win MVP already. Mm-hmm. 
uh, just based off of the fact that they've improved the offense and they addressed the defensive woes as well with a pass rush. Those are the two biggest things that they had and, issues with. And the sway, you know, it's just if he looks good, you know, is this going to sway the voters to be like, Plus, I mean, by far. And, and I think I think something that hasn't been taken into account enough, last year was year three for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He's young. He's like, he's still get, just with Patrick Mahomes. They're still getting better. They're mm-hmm. still like getting more information scary. every game they play. It's scary, and yeah. that is going to be another one of my kind of stories of the year. Is we're having a kind of a changing of the guard as we speak. I mean, we kind of been talking about it, kind of beating around that bush for mm-hmm. three years now uh, about that. Uh, but we're really starting to see a lot more young studs in the league, right? Compared to some some still very great Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and even Russell Wilson for that matter, some older heads, Matthew Stafford, like out here playing fantastic football. They are, but we have a lot of young, just budding talent that is still learning and is still getting that experience mm-hmm. to become that next wave. And it's it's fascinating to watch, I think. And I think that is one of the ways that if you're if your team sucks this year and you're kind of out on the NFL, don't look at it from your team's perspective. Right. Start looking at it from look at the these young guys, whether it's whether it is these quarterbacks or go ahead and you got young younger quarterbacks, even than the guys that are in MVP talks as Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones or a Najee Harris, or even from the defensive side of the ball, JOK, Patrick Sertain, Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, all these younger guys that are coming in here that mm-hmm. are definitely are budding stars, TJ Watt for that matter, and that is another storyline we need to talk about with his uh his contract not being uh solved just yet, if he's even going to be playing week one. Um but that's another story for a different time. Uh twenty twelve, Adrian Peterson. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's been a while since the MVP award has gone to anything but a quarterback. But we have this little changing of the guard here. Now, back to the MVP talk specifically. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you were st- what you started your argument off with, with Patrick Mahomes, if he can come in and the team does well, I don't even think it's about that. Just look at what Kansas City has done from the – from losing, what is it, 36 to 9? Whatever the score was, I don't remember. Thirty-four I to nine, remember. I think. Never um, put it to memory. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That bad loss in the Super Bowl. Um, what loss? <laughs> <laughs> what with what with that about? situation that happened last year in February. What situation? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, in how they responded this off season. Let's go all in on fixing our number one issue in the offensive line. Let's move some stuff around and let's get some guys put into some better spots on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they moved Chris Jones to the outside now. He's not a D tackle. He's a DN now. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly uh, Tyron Matthew is playing at corner now, not safety. There's a lot of questions there. Maybe he's moving around. Maybe he's playing multiple positions. We I don't, don't know. know, but he just came off COVID. But whatever. That's great. I'm glad, glad to see that he's back. <laughs> uh, but with that team as a whole, mm-hmm. Um, I think in CEH getting better, um, and, and taking over that, that number one role there, you've got guys like, uh, Travis Kelsey and, um, Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman and Robinson and, and Pringle and <laughs> just on and on, on that offensive side of the ball, the, all the weapons that they have. Yeah, but Tony to O'Callaway. me, 
I think Patrick Mahomes, and this is my my take of the preseason, Patrick Mahomes is going to be Aaron Rodgers last year, a man on a mission. Hmm. Not that he has anything to prove, not that he's looking for a new contract. No, I lost. I lost bad. I played fantastic, but our team didn't win. He is going to do everything he can to get this team another Super Bowl this year. And and I think he's going to be doing all of that, all that he can in the regular season to show people, hey, we're not just we we that that team you saw in that game that shall not be named. <laughs> right. Uh, that's not us. That that is his. I think that's going to be his take this year. Travis Kelsey has already come out on multiple shows and said he's pissed about it. And it's the number one thing on his mind is he still has a bad taste in his mouth. He still doesn't like thinking about it, but he's going to come in every day. He's going to make himself think about it and he's going to work his ass off so that he can come back back out here and absolutely decimate this entire entire league this year. If you've got Travis Kelsey and you got Patrick Mahomes on your fantasy team, Play him every week because these guys are, I think, are about to go insane this year. I, I, like I said, I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers last year where he was just, oh, you think I'm I'm washed? All right. Let me just throw four touchdowns on you. Oh, you think I can't you think I can't beat you in this this star studded defense? All right. Let me put up three touchdowns passing and one touchdown rushing on you and throw for five hundred and sixty yards. I, Patrick Mahomes has all the weapons to do that, plus an offensive line to be like, all right, I'm going to just wait you guys out. We're going to run all the crossing routes. You guys aren't going to be able to keep up with our with our speedsters. So what what do I have to worry about? Right. He's just going to go out there, play his game. And Andy Reid, I think, is also going to be out there to prove 2020 or 2020, uh, sorry, 2019 wasn't a fluke. Hmm. Any thoughts on that? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, while you were talking, I was paying attention. I, I was listening, yeah. but um, I was looking down the MVP list. It was very interesting. Um, if you're not a quarterback or a running back, there's virtually no chance you're going to make this make this list. Mm-hmm. There in the last, I mean, since 1972, there's only been one non-quarterback in. Um, Running back as an MVP. Wow. And it was a kicker. I do remember that. I do not. I just don't. It was a while ago. I, I, but I wasn't never, I, but I'm also a person, I never really followed that who won the, you know, these awards. I don't really care. You yeah. know, I'm more to who won the Super Bowl. And True. I'm I mean, that's what matters at the end of the day. So it got me looking at some of the running backs. I'm like, okay, let me just get away from these quarterbacks for a second. Like, is there a possibility that a running back could actually win this thing? In our modern era. Well, I will say this. I, I can't understand for the life of me, and I know you finna, you're not finna like this take for the life of me. How did not, how did, how did it not happen? Well, how did, how is it that Derrick Henry did not win this, this award last year? That is a question, and I understand it. I mean, no, I mean, it don't. It ain't much more either. You telling me running backs can't win an MVP because you can't get much better than what he did last year. And then I remember, I'm just saying, we were going back and forth about the Dalvin Cook thing. And I looked at Dalvin Cook's numbers and I'm like, I thought I, thought I remembered this properly. I'm not saying that Dalvin Cook had a very explosive and impactful um, element to his game last year to the point where 
at the end of the day, when it's smoke clear, let me see the numbers. You know, mm-hmm. like that looked good, but Derrick Henry's numbers were better. And that's all I was saying. But it's, he's in Tennessee. And I mean, it wasn't a whole lot going on in Tennessee. I think last there's year. another thing that I think you need to take into account when it comes to the MVP award. It's not just. Yes, you're you're the best at your position for sure. That has to be the number one thing. And if Derrick Derrick Henry is definitely in the conversation, he should have. I think he he should have won Running Back of the Year, uh, if if he didn't. Um, and that's that's a whole other conversation. But it also has to come with winning football games. And stop, yes, stop. See, and that's then this is why this award is. I, mean, I stopped you based on just you saying that alone. That's the problem. This then they should just say, you know what? All MVPs are only going to be the quarterbacks because they control the game. I'm like that. I, that, I, that element that. has to come yeah. out because they're the only ones that are allowed to do that. No running back has just you know. We, we're, okay, we got Jim Brown. We're just going to get Jim Brown the ball, and he's going to carry us all the way to wherever, to whatever championship we're going to. I, I think because I, I, I do think a running back can still win. Win. He just has to be on a team that is. You have to be closer to the number one seed. What were they number four last year, in their seeding? Tennessee. Uh, yes. Yeah, they were number four. They they were what ten and six, I believe, or eleven and five, uh, last year. Um, so they had some games that, and plus they had the two COVID outbreaks. There was a lot of stuff floating around Tennessee. And, and again, these are all things that Derrick Henry overcame. So I, I do agree with you. He definitely should have been in the conversation last year for winning the MVP. Um, but I think it's just a matter of the just the situation surrounding him um, that, that caused people to kind of divert their eyes from him and, and look over at, at Aaron Rodgers and what they did as a team uh, rather than uh, Derrick Henry in Tennessee. It's and a lot of it is just has to do with media bias, man. What what what's the hot stories? Exactly. And I get that. That's why I said. I'm, but we talking about MVPs. I already told. I've already went on record saying MVP is nothing but a popularity contest, and I get that. And sometimes I think they get it right, and there's a lot of times they get it wrong. It's just a hundred percent very biased. Yeah. You know, so. that's why I like the player voted offensive and defensive player of the year awards. Yes. Those are the ones that I truly look at because that's saying. Among my peers, I am the best. Like it's it's you basically all it's, it's all it's, it's it's set up now where if you're a wide receiver, there's no way in oh. the world you would ever you Absolutely win because you be like I I what what if he what if I call for 500 yards? Great, that think means about your quarterback it. Threw your for quarterback threw for like 700. Yeah, man, you know. So what are we talking about here? You know, exactly. it's just. Which at the same time makes me question, okay, if you're giving it to the quarterback, now is there some variation in one of the receivers you had because that made you who you were as opposed, you know, like a transcendent wide receiver? Like, yeah, yeah that was Montana, but well, I only got to see it for really one year like or two years. Like, what was Montana like without Rice? You yeah. know, even though he did play a few years before he got there. He sustains success all throughout, which is why he's not a good example. But, <laughs> <laughs> so I digress, but you know where I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, no, I get you. When where is the line between it's right. the wide receivers uh, transcending the offense versus it's the quarterback causing you to have those numbers? Like we've seen it once. Well, you didn't see this. This might have been right before you. This was the first three Belichick championships um, titles. When they won the Super Bowl, and um, 
Deion Branch won the MVP. He was oh, a wide yes. receiver. Yeah. I, which I even at the time I was like, he had a really good game. I was like, interesting. Like, <laughs> but because at the whole time, time, Tom Brady was throwing him the ball. <laughs> so, and then we seen in other games like you know, um, it wasn't a loss, but you know, Randy Moss and you know he threw some, some other receivers or the way oh the the Atlanta game, the mm. Atlanta New Orleans I mean New England um Super Bowl. Julio Jones? No, no, no. Tell me how in the world. I'm, I'm Julio Jones. Oh, possibly. you're talking about how uh, Tom Brady got it, but James White really should have. Thank had you. It. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Already knew where I was going yeah. with this. How in the world James White did not get the champion? <laughs> and get the MVP. I will say with that one, uh, Tom that, Brady, and I, I respect Tom Brady for this because he came out and was basically like, "I'm gonna keep the trophy. You can get the the truck though. Like you should have won this. Like this, this is your." <laughs> yeah, because th- it reminded me of the Dion Branch thing, yeah. and I was like, okay, this was. I mean, I think he had even a better game than Dion Branch, like because he was just unstoppable. It, Atlanta, oh, yeah, I, and I've been down on Atlanta ever since. I'm done with them. Yeah, but moving on. Um, but yeah, so it's, it, I'm, man, I, I, it's, I have so many candidates, like. Where yeah, Dalvin Cook could be in this potentially. A uh, Christian McCaffrey could. Yeah, I would think if there's any running back who's going to win it, it'd be between Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. Right. Christian McCaffrey because he does both on the running and receiving game. He can really he can crack that. Right. Um. Whereas Derrick Henry, he's just a freaking beast. Like I don't. I, there's no other way to put that. Like <laughs> no, no, it, it ain't pretty necessarily. He ain't. He ain't very boisterous. He just goes out there. And- I will say that if Derek, if they win, they would have to win bare minimum twelve games. But I'm, I honestly feel like Tennessee would have to win the division and him to put up the same numbers that he did last year. Then Derrick Henry's getting the award. Whereas yeah, right, and just- whereas Patrick Mahomes, he just has to win thirteen games. And just go on a tear, put up 35 touchdowns, keep your interceptions below double digits, boom, MVP mm-hmm. award. 4,500 yards, please, especially with the 17th game. But there, you got your MVP award. And, and you need to commandingly, but you what you were saying earlier definitely mm-hmm. does come into account. You have to win those key games in this stretch. The Clevelands, the Buffaloes, the Baltimores, like those games are going to be very important. They have to win them. Uh, they they have to win at least the majority of them. I don't know how many they have on their on their uh, schedule as it stands, mm-hmm. but if there's four, if there's five, six, they've got to win seventy five percent of them. Like they they've really got to make it known that we are that team. Yes. And as I'm looking at these, some of these running backs that were were on the on the list, like Adrian Peterson, I'm trying to think like, okay, who was your well, quarterback the at the time? Was a Ooh, who was? I think I, I want to say Culpepper, but I was gonna say Culpepper. I was like, was that Josh Freeman that year? <laughs> Could have been anybody. Um, but then Ladanian Thomason won it in two thousand and six. I don't remember who his quarterback was. I don't think it Phillip was Rivers. at two thousand two thousand six. I don't know how many years you played. I have no idea. That's I'm what I'm saying. Pretty sure it was. I think it was early um, on, maybe year one or two. Maybe, and I'm saying maybe, and I'm not. I'm not very sure about that. Um, then in 2005, it was Sean Alexander. I don't even remember. For the life of me, I cannot remember who their quarterback. Oh, it was Hasselbeck. Hmm. In, 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 in Seattle. But um, 
going back just a little bit further than two thousands, uh, Marshall Falk was St. Louis, but Kurt Warner was the you know, that was like you know greatest show on turf. Yeah. Um. But Warner, but you know, um, Kurt Warner got it the the year after and the year before that. Yeah, it was Philip Rivers. Two thousand four, he was drafted. Okay. I know my sports history. No, I'm kidding. Phil Rivers, who cares? Yeah. Anyway, and I mean, like Terrell Davis, and I mean, downhill runner, and he had Elway, but it was in Elway's last year. Yeah. And, but I'm saying, I translate that over to a Derrick Henry. I'm like, the game, it's a testament to how much the game has changed. And that's the thing. It's like, I think it's almost virtually impossible for a running back to get it at this point. Because, the, I mean, and it's a, to a degree, a very diminished and devalued position. It's it's not in the hierarchy of you know value anymore. You know, it's just an, it's almost used like a, a utility thing, a yeah. utility um, position. And uh, anyway, um, the pendulum will swing yet again. I don't think know. a wide receiver will ever win it ever again. But that's just me. You said ever again. Now I was saying that was, that was Super Bowl MVP. I was talking about just oh, MVP. No, none. Yeah. It's just been quarterbacks and running running backs that's yeah. it you know and now it's just been a run of just quarterbacks so saying all that to say i was trying to entertain who could possibly get i'm like yeah that's a really short list but now i can move on it, it's gonna be one of these quarterbacks yeah, yeah so, for sure i'm i, I want to say just because they just you know they chomping at the bit so hard I, i'm just gonna lean toward George, josh allen because that's just you know that's where the I mean, that's where the media is leaning already. Yeah, that's so. what consensus is going. Patrick, Mame, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to swing that pendulum back his way. Um, but I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to pull, pull for the for, for Scrappy Doo over there for uh, Russell Wilson. I know. want it to happen. I just, I will not. I, Hold on, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. It will be an indictment on the NFL, and whoever does, and you can tell me right now, who does the voting for the MVP. I think it is a media award. Okay. To the media. This is an indictment. And if this doesn't, if this happens this year, this, they should change the whole system. But it should be this. If Russell Wilson don't even get a vote. Again. That, and that's the thing. I, 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 that is more baffling than he not winning it. The he fact that never he never got, gotten a freaking Well, he got vote. his first vote last year. Did, oh, he finally got one? He got his first vote last year. Okay. Only, only the one, though. Do we know who that was from? I don't know. Just I so didn't. I can give a shout out. To <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have that all right, information. All right, we can move on. We can move on. But yeah, I just do. You don't find that utterly ridiculous? Yeah, I, I've been I've been championing that that whole sentiment for for years now. <laughs> I've known it, but I mean, when you say it out loud, it just becomes so real now. It's like, what? What? You know? Like, yeah. So, I, it just it seems as long as Buffalo has success this year and be as successful as people are trying to, you know, predict him to be, just be a strong playoff team. He should win the MVP. He should. I, but, I get that. But, but he again, you got a, you got a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think just, Patrick that, Mahomes is just going to be a man on a mission. This and let year. me take this, and I'm going to just, I'm, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers out of the equation right now. There's not going to be any back-to-back MVPs. I'm just, I'm done. Just on that stat alone, I know people can rip me for that. However, go run to, run the numbers. You just... I'm looking at the list now. Oh, okay. Manny did do it, and you know. All right. That's fine. We don't need it. No, I, I'm just saying it, it has happened before, but. It, it I was, don't think it will either. It doesn't say in modern you, history, you, it's happened with, once. With the way that it's a. The way that it's voted on, 
you have to do better than you did last year and it's already very hard to win the mvp award already so you have to do more than what you did last year without having anybody come into contention with you that's mm -hmm. almost impossible to do uh Thank you.